Masechet Pesachim has been dedicated by Mr. Ike J. Shehebar in honor of his grandparents, Mr. Ike and Jeanette Bibi. We bless Mr. Ike Shehebar, who's been a sponsor of the Dafyomi for many uh, days. They should continue to enjoy success, health, and happiness. May his grandparents also enjoy much nachat from him as well as all their grandchildren and may they only share in semachot for the entire family. Amen. Amen. Today's daf has been dedicated anonymously in honor of David Katz of Katz Tudayika at 6.32 Kings Highway. We'd like to thank Rav David for being the supplier of our Gemariyot, uh, the art scroll Gemariyot for the Shi'ur. May he continue to enjoy success. Today's daf is being studied. And Abraham ben Esther. We are beginning on Daflam Middalid Amud Bet. And we are at the bottom of the daf, where we are going to start at the word derachan. That is one, two, three, four, five lines from the bottom. We learned in yesterday's Gemara, where Rabbi Yohanan made a statement, where he talked about derichat anavim, crushing the grapes of terumah. So now the Gemara is going to ask a stira, a contradiction from that statement to something else that the Yohanan said on a previous daf. And the Gemara says, Derakan, when one takes the grapes of Terumah, and he crushes them. So there in that statement of the Yohanan, it's mashma va'afilu tuba. It's mashma that there is no limitations how much he's able to crush at a time. Now let's remember the case. The case was talking about where the grapes were tameh. After grapes are tameh, we know that Abu Hanan himself said that the wine or the juice is considered mifkad pakid. It's considered contained separately in the grape. And therefore seemingly, if you're going to crush more than a kabetzah, of grapes that are tameh. At the same time, a kabetza of food has the ability to transmit tum'ah to the juice. And therefore, how come over here in this statement, Rabbi Yohanan just made a statement that if you were crushing them, and he didn't give a shi'ur, more than a kabetza, less than a kabetza, smashma, even more than a kabetza. What do you mean? So the Gemara says, Umi Amar Yohanan did Rabbi Yohanan is the one that said that when you're crushing grapes that are temeim, you have to be careful that you do it less than a kabetzah in order that the tame grape will not metame the juice. And here Rabbi Yohanan makes a blanket statement, it's mashma, it doesn't matter. So the Gemara offers two answers. Either we can say that, yeah, even though it was a blanket statement, it means that you're crushing them less than a shirut of a metzah. And therefore, it does not have the ability to transmit tumah, and therefore the juice will remain tahor, and therefore you can use it for terumah. They buy or give a different answer. Hatam denagru lehu berishon. 
over there we can explain that the uh, grapes became Tameh through a Rishon, and therefore it'll make the juice a Sheni, which means actually uh, we explain that uh, the Tum'ah of Terumah we know can go until the level of a Shilishi. So therefore, we'll say that the Adam was a Rishon. The man became a Rishon, meaning the man touched an Avatum'ah. Makes a Rishon, the grape becomes a Sheni. It has the ability to make the juice a Shilishi. However, Here, we'll say the case is that the uh, fellow started off as a Rishon Shini, and therefore he touches the grape itself, it becomes a Shilishi. A Shilishi cannot make a Rivi'i by Terumah, so therefore it doesn't matter if you have more than a Kabetzah. Tum'ah over here is starting at a lower level, therefore cannot transmit further. So therefore that's two answers. Either we're talking about you have less than a kabetzah, or you can say you have more than a kabetzah, and we're talking about where the fellow started off as a sheni, he made the grapes a shilishi, that's it, that's the grapes. The grapes cannot be metameh, further the juice that is inside. Now, that being said, if the grapes become a shilishi tum'ah, therefore, so therefore it's mutar to crush even more than a kabetzah at all times, and therefore the yayin that's inside will be tahor. Therefore, we go back to review Rabbi Yohanan's statement. If, let's say, the person was crushing the grapes, and he did not mafrish them for tirumah yet, he did not designate them for tirumah, then already Rabbi Yohanan said, in a Khanameh they will remain tahor. But once you designate them for tirumah, then you crush them, then we said Rabbi Yohanan holds they made a ma'ala in tirumah. She's the hachamim, they elevated the level of tirumah to say that the juice in the grape is going to be considered one with the grape. That's a ma'ala that the hachamim made for tirumah. And therefore, if the guy's a sheni, and he touches the grape, the entire grape with its juice will become a shilishi. And therefore, now that you designated for terumah, already it is terumah. Since you designated for terumah, now it's going to be considered temeah. So let's review it. That was very important. He held it ma'ala asu terumah. The rabbis made a, uh, uh, an elevation, a stringency when it comes to terumah. Meaning, even though Rabbi Yohanan always held that the juice in the grape is considered mifkat pakid, it's considered separate. That's only if it became tameh, and you crushed it before you designated it as terumah. But if you designated it as terumah first, then it became tameh. Sorry, you designated it for terumah first, then you crushed it bitumah, then already we're going to consider it all as one. And that's a stringency, why? Because now that's all is one, even though the guy that's crushing it is a sheni, he's going to make the grape and the juice simultaneously a shilishi. And therefore it's going to be considered terumah, temeah. continues. Now, it should be pointed out that now the Gemara is going to go back to a subject that we discussed on yesterday's daf. 
there is two types of Kedushot. There's Kedushat Kli, and there's Kedushat Peh. Which means, certain things can become Kadosh by placing it in a Keli, Kli Sharet, when the, uh, let's say, the Yai, the... Um, the Mayim of Nisukha Mayim, right? When you put it in a keli, so that makes the yay, the Mayim uh, of Nisukha Mayim Kadosh. It's called Kiddushat Keli. That's a higher level. Then you have what's called Kiddushat Peh. Kiddushat Peh is verbally you uh, sanctify the item. Now, we all agree that if something was sanctified in Kiddushat Kli, so already in certain, in those cases like that, the rabbis made what's called a Ma'ala. The rabbis were stringent. The rabbis were strict. The question was, do we find humrot in, in Kodesh on things that became Kodesh just with Kiddushat? Peh. That was a discussion that we had yesterday. To what extent, when did the rabbis invoke humrot in Kodesh? Only in Kiddushat Keli, when things you know, were sanctified by the Keli, which is strict already, or even in cases where the Kiddushat only emanated from Kiddushat Peh. So now the Gemara is going to try to prove that even things of Kiddushat Peh, verbal Kiddushat, have the ability where the rabbis did invoke their, um, their Humrot. So the Gemara says, Amarava, Afanana Mitanina. We see that the rabbis made stringency even by Kiddushat Peh. Why? We're discussing now the law of Paraduma. Now, Paraduma, the red heifer, you have to take the ashes of the Paraduma and you have to sprinkle it into what's called Mayim Hayim, into special waters that are taken with a keli from a wellspring. So the Pasuk says, Venatan alav Mayim Hayim el keli. Says you will take Mayim Hayim, this is literally live waters, there's water that emanates from a spring, and you will put them in a keli. So the Gemara says, Shetehi Meaning that you have to put them directly from the spring into the keli. Meaning you take the keli and you hold it next to the spring and it goes straight from the spring into the keli. Mayim Hayim, Hayim el keli. Hayim from the spring, el keli. So comes the Gemara and says, as opposed to, let's say, catching it with one keli and then transferring it into the, uh, the you know, the main uh, keli. The Gemara says, Venatan, but the Pasuk starts off, Venatan. Venatan is mashma, that you will place it, meaning you will take it with one keli and pour it into a, another keli. It's mashma that you can take them when they're already detached. So we have a stira in the Pesukim. Venatan is mashma. Take the waters. Now they're detached. And they pour it into a keli. Then it says, Mayim haim el keli. That they have to be Mayim haim in the first keli. So the Gemara says, Al ma tirushininu. Veha mehubarim ninu. What do you mean? You just told me they have to be mehubarim. So make up your mind. Is it direct or can you actually transfer? So the Gemara says, Ela. Ela we have to say, Ma'ala. That the Hachamim made a ma'ala, meaning really from the Torah law, you don't have to go straight from the uh, from the keli to the ma'im, to the, to the ma'yan. From the Torah, veratan. You could take it with one keli, it's not considered Kodesh yet, and then you could transfer it into a, another keli, and then what you would do is you would take the Ephra para and you would sprinkle into the, into the uh, keli, and now it becomes Kodesh. But the rabbis made a ma'ala, and they said like this. It's a, it's a midrabanan. They're just giving an asmachta from the pasuk. 
Mayim Hayim, what is teaching me what? That no, you gotta go direct. Take the first keli, catch it, and it's considered Kodesh at that point. Now, that's the big Hadush of the rabbis, because we know from the Torah law, the Paraduma's waters do not become Kodesh until you mix in it the effort. Until you mix the ashes in it. Before you mix the ashes in it, it's nothing. So, what do you see over here? Really, there is no Kiddushat Keli at this point. If anything, this would be similar to Kiddushat Peh. Why is it no Kiddushat Keli? Because we're not Torah putting the Maim Haim in this Keli. It's not Kodesh. You didn't add the Efer Apara. You didn't add the ashes. And still, what is the Achimim telling you? No, it's considered Maim Haim immediately. So the Gemara is comparing this to a case of Kiddushat Peh. It would not be considered Kiddushat Keli. Because we're not Torah. Again, this Keli doesn't have the ability to, 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 to sanctify these waters until the Efer Apara goes in. And still, what is the Rabbi is telling you? No, you have to make a Ma'ala that what? It's going to be Kodesh immediately. Oh, so just like we see by Para. Uh, that what the rabbis made a ma'ala in the kiddushat peh, so to speak, stage. ma'ala. So to over here, the rabbis made a ma'ala, in which case, so uh, Rashi understands that we're going back to the case of and you replanted it. So really, when you take and you replant it, it should become tahor. Because once you replant it, it loses its status of food again. Now it's considered a plant, and therefore it goes back to becoming tahor. But if you remember, we learned yesterday that we said no. That the rabbis made a ma'ala, that even when you replant tirumah, it's going to remain bitumah. And the mishnah in tirumot that said the asurim meant asurim afilu lekohen. Because this is still considered tamir. So we, we see that what? Items like terumah. Terumah can only become kadosh bapeh. This kedushat bapeh. Terumah does not have a keli. You don't put it in the keli. You just say arezu terumah. And still, what we see, the rabbis made a maala. So the first proof that the rabbis made a maala by things of kedushat bapeh is the para uh, uh, The waters of the para Now we're going to bring another proof. Amarav shimi bar ashe afanana We also learned a mishnah to bring this as a proof. Tabal ve'ala. We're talking about a mitzorah. Mitzorah submitted a had leprosy. Now, on the seventh day of his purification process, he goes to the mikveh during the day. So there's different status from when he goes to the mikveh, and as time progresses, his tahara becomes stronger. For example, tabal ve'ala. The Mitzorah went to the Mikveh on the seventh day and he comes out of the Mikveh. Immediately he's able to eat Ma'asir Shani. That's the deen. He's considered a Tibul Yom. Right? It's not even sunset yet. Goes to the Mikveh during the day, immediately the Torah allows him to eat Ma'asir Shani. Once nightfall came, then already he can even eat more things. He's able to eat even what? Tirumah. So the Gemara says, in Bekadashim lo. But he cannot eat yet Basar of a Korban. Because he has to wait till the eighth morning until he brings his Korban. Because the Mitzvah the eighth day has to bring Korbanot. And therefore, Kadashim cannot be eaten until uh, the next day. Amai. So the Gemara says, what do you mean? Why? Tahoru. Why can't he eat Kadashim? Bottom line, he went to the Mikveh. So the Gemara says, Ela ma'ala. 
So here you see that what? Min Torah you see already. This is not a rabbinical law, it's a Torah law. The, the Torah put uh, stringencies when it comes to Kodashim. That what? That even though the guy has Tahara, you still, and if Shemesh, etc., which allows him, let's say, to eat certain things, but when it comes to things of Kodesh, you see the Torah was very strict and said what? You cannot eat it until the, until the next day. <coughs> Good. So comes the Gemara and says, "Hachaname <laughs> maala." So to over here, the rabbis made a maala that what when you have teruma and it became tameh and you replant it, so it's not going to lose its status of tuma. Even though in the Torah it should, but since you see this concept, Torah is even mahmir by. Uh, Kodesh, by things of Kedushah, so to here as well. Now, the uh, the way they explain this over here is as follows. Okay, that's exactly like we said. Now we bring the third proof. Third proof that we see that the rabbis made a ma'ala. It says by the pasuk in Vayikra. That wow, when it comes to basar, only tahor people are able to eat basar. So it says, So from the extra vav, we learn a dirasha. That not only basar of Kodesh is susceptible to Tum'ah, but the wood that finds itself on the Mizbayah, and the Libona, that's the frankincense, that's the spices from the Ketor, it also has the ability to receive Tum'ah, that's Hidush, even though it's not foodstuff. Now really, the law is only foodstuff is susceptible to Tum'ah. And here we see from the extra Vaveha basar, not only the basar, but things that are with the basar, for example, the wood and the Libona, that what? Aitzimul bona bene etmuyeninu. The Gemara says, "What do you mean? Aitzimul bona susceptible to tumah ela maala." And we said the Hachamim made a maala in Kodesh. Since these items are used for Kodesh, this is the Rabbanan. The Basar is an asmachta, and therefore what? You see, the Rabbis made a maala. Hachaname so to hear maala so to hear by the Tirumat Temeah. The Rabbis made a stringency that what? So when you replant it, it remains to us. So basically, we brought three proofs. One from the Ma'im Hayim, that there's a Ma'alad that becomes Kodesh, right from the first cup, even before you put the Ifra Para'in. Number two, we brought it a ayah from the case of the Mitzorah, that you see what, even though he went to the Mikveh, still from the Torah, he cannot eat Kodashim. And number three, we brought it a ayah that these items of Atzil Levona and the Atzim and the Levona, Mina Torah, really, they do not susceptible to Tumah, but Hachami made a Ma'ala on them, and therefore so too by Tirumash and and you replanted it, Achami made a ma'ala, and therefore it's asur to eat it by the Kohen. Now we go to the new Mishnah. The following items are considered uh, legal to use them for making the matzah on Pesach, which means the matzah has to be made from grains. So now we're going to discuss which grains are kasher for using it to make the matzah that we obligate to eat on Pesach. So the Gibbara says, Bechitin, Hitin would be wheat. Se'orim, that would be barley. 
Kusmin, Kusmin would be spelt, Shifon would be rye, and Shibolet Shu'al would be oats. So those are really the five grains that are all kasher for the matzah. Comes the Gemara, the Mishnah continues. Ve'yotzin b'demai. Furthermore, if let's say the flour or the wheat that you're using is demai, it's okay. What is demai? You bought the wheat from an amaris. Now the amaris are suspected that they do not give their terumot and ma'asrot. And therefore you have a safek, maybe this is tebel, maybe it's not tebel. Demai, damai, you don't know what it is. Hadush the Gemara is telling you, even so, if you made your matzah from wheat that is demai, the matzah is kasher. The Gemara is going to explain exactly why is that so. Chaura, you're not allowed to eat demai. Gemara continues. Mishnah continues. Umaaser rishon shenetela terumato. Maaser rishon. Let's review the order of maaserot again. You have a fellow that has a field. He has wheat. He has to give terumah to the kohen. Terumah, let's say, for argument's sake, is two percent. He has to then give 10% to the Levi, that's called Ma'asir Rishon. The Levi in turn gives 10% of that to the Kohen, that's called Tirumat Ma'asir. Ma'asir. So now the Gemara says, let's say you have the Levi. He has his Ma'asir Rishon, right? He gave his Tirumat Ma'asir, so this wheat obviously is permissible to eat for Matzah. Uh, the Gemara is going to ask the obvious question, Peshita. Well, I mean, of course, it's, it's, it's 100% kasher. All the entitlements were given. Continue. You have Ma'asir Shini. That's in the first, in the second, in the fourth, in the fifth years of the Shemitah cycle. An additional Ma'asir must be taken to Yerushalayim and eaten by its owners. That's called Ma'asir Shini. Now, if the person does not want to take the food up to Yerushalayim, he's able to do a pigeon. He transfers the Kiddushah of those foods onto a coin, he takes the coin up to Yerushalayim, and then he buys food over there. So, let's say you used Ma'asir Sheni foods that were redeemed. So the Mishnah is telling me, that's kasher for Matzah. Again, the Gemara is going to ask, of course, Bashita, why not? You redeemed it, therefore you can eat it even outside of Yerushalayim. But for that matter, Hegdish. Hegdish is something that was consecrated. It's Kodesh. Now, there's a way to get the Kiddushah off it. How? You make a redemption. You redeem the Kiddushah of the item onto money. You take the money up and give it to the Beit HaMikdash, and the item becomes Chonin. So the Gemara Shnah is telling you that. If you have Hegdish, Shinifdu, also it will be Kasher. Uh, let's say you had wheat, or Kodesh, let's say. Right? You transfer the Kiddushah and the wheat to body. So this is your wheat now you can use for Matzah. Ve'akohanim Bahala. Now one of the entitlements that a Kohen gets is Hala. Right, that's a percentage of the dose. So therefore, if the Kohen wants to make his matzah from the dough that he received for halah, it is permissible, only the Kohanim. Because Israel is not allowed to eat halah. So therefore, it's going to be forbidden for him. Furthermore, a Kohen, he can take his wheat of terumah, which only he can eat, and he's able to grind it up and of course make it into matzot as well. Aval lo betebel. Okay, but obviously nobody could use tebel for the matzah. Tebel is where you know for sure no terumot and ma'asrot were given. Tebel is the Torah. Therefore you cannot use tebel of uh, wheat for the matzah. Velo be ma'asir rishon, shelonetat rumato. And now we've got the opposite cases. Nor can you use ma'asir rishon that the Levine did not give his 
Tinumat Maser. That's still considered Tebel. Because he did not give the proper entitlements. Nor or Hegdesh, that was not redeemed. Because since it was not redeemed, it's considered Kodesh. You're not allowed to eat it outside Yerushalayim. So therefore, you would not be allowed to eat these items for the Matzah as well. As she points out, Chutz Yerushalayim. Because if a guy wanted to eat Masir Sheni in Yerushalayim for Matzah, it would be no problem. Point is, when it has Kedushah, and you want to eat it outside, and you didn't redeem it, it was going to be Asur. Halot ha urkiken nazir. Okay, let's discuss these two cases. There's two types of korbanot. There's one called korban toda. person is obligated in certain situations to bring a korban shalamim. And with the korban shalamim, he brings 40 loaves of hametz and matzah combined. This is called the korban toda. Now let's say a person took these loaves of matzah that he's supposed to bring for a korban toda. He designated them for korban toda. Now he changes his mind and says, you know what? I'm going to use them for Pesach. So the Mishnah is going to tell me, no, once you designated it for the Korban Todah, you cannot use it for the Mitzvah of Pesach, eating the Matzot. For that matter, a Nazir. A nazir is somebody that accepts upon himself a vow. Let's say he's not going to drink wine for 30 days, not going to cut his hair for 30 days, etc. After the vow is over, he has to bring a Korban. Part of the Korban of the Nazir has in it Matzot. And therefore, if he designated these Matzot for the Korban of a Nazir, his Korban, finished. You cannot change it now and use it for Matzah. So again, the loaves of the Toda, Urkike Nazir. The Kike is another word for the loaves of Matzah, for the Nazir. If, let's say, he designated for himself, meaning for the Qurban, he does not Yotse. And we'll see in the Gemara why. But let's say he made these Matzot in order to sell them. Meaning, uh, where do these people get the Matzot for these Qurbanot? They would buy them. So you have a guy, he's a salesman. He sells, he sells matzot to Nizirim. He sells matzot to these um, guys that have to be Korban Toda. But he didn't designate it. He just made them for sale purpose. Then he changes his mind and says, you know what? I'm going to use it for myself, for the Hayuv. Mishnah says, he can. It is indeed okay. So that's basically the uh, law of the uh, Mishnah. Now the Gemara comes along and says, Tana. We have a statement of Tanaim. Kusmin min hitin. Which means, when we said in the Mishnah, Kusmin, which is spelt, spelt is from the wheat family. Now you have to know that for Alakah. Because Alakah says, for example, one is taking Tirumot and Masrot. Right? So you have, let's say, a pile of hitin. Right? You're allowed to take Tirumot from something that is similar, a species that is similar to the item that you want to put in. So if I have a pile of hatim, I have a pile of kusmin. Since we're telling you that spelt is from the wheat family, you could take from the spelt to poter the hatta. Because you could take from one mean, as long as it's the same mean, it is uh, legitimate. But let's say if you have se'urin, you have bali. And I have wheat. I cannot take from the wheat tirumat to poter the boss. The Gemara has to tell me a very important detail. You should know kusmin is from the hetin family. Shibolet shual veshifon. Right when it comes to shibolet shual, which was the oats and the rye, means seorim. That's going to be part of the barley family. And then yet again tirumah. You have to know that. So now the Gemara is going to give us some of the interpretations of what these items are. 
Kusmin gulba. Shipon dishra. Shibon chual shivile ta'ala. All Aramaic interpretations to these words. Comes the Gemara and says, Hane'in. It's master that only these five grains are going to be kasher for the matzah. Orez vedochan lo. But let's say rice, orez, and dochan would be millet, which also are, let's say, grains. It's not going to be kasher for the matzah. So the Gemara says, Where do you know this from? So I'm not a bishamon ben nakish, vechen tana debere bishmael, vechen tana debere bili ezer ben Yaakov. Amar kera. The Pasuk says, Lo tochal alav chametz, shivat yamim tochal alav matzot. Torah juxtaposes the Isur of eating Hametz next to the Mitzvah of eating Matzot. So the Gemara says, Devarim ba'im lidei chimutz, Adam yotze ba'im yidei chovato b'matzah. Yatsu elu she'en ba'im lidei chimutz, ela lidei sirchon. Which means like this, the only items that you yotze for Matzah are items that potentially can become Hametz. These five grains, if you leave them... They're going to rise. They're going to become hametz. So therefore, since they can become hametz, so now you can be yotzeh Rice and millet, even if you leave them, you'll see them rise a little. The Gebarah is calling that rising not himutz. It's called sidachon. It's just spoilage. And therefore, that is not considered hametz. And therefore, rice cannot, rice flour or millet will not be a legitimate grain for making the matzah. Comes the Gemara and says, Matnitin, the Mishnah, Delo Kenebi Yohanan ben Nuri. Our Mishnah cannot be going to Yohanan ben Nuri, De Amar, because he says, Orez min Daganu. Because Yohanan ben Nuri clearly says, Rice is considered a Dagan, it is a grain. The Hayabin and Hamutso, Karet. And he says, no, that's not considered spoilage. That rising that you see by rice is actually considered hametz. And therefore, since it can become hametz, you can also use it for matzah. With rice and millet, in order to eat these things on Pesach, let's say if they became hamet, uh, because they come chametz very easily. Which means, as the Gemara is going to explain, karov lachamitz, which is very easy for these things to become chametz. Therefore, Amishnah cannot be going like the Yohanan bin Nuri, because Amishnah did not include rice and millet, orez and dohan. Gemara has a question, shekarov lachamitz. What did he mean when he said karov lachamitz? It's close to becoming chametz. Dekadim umachmitz. Did he mean to say that it becomes hametz quickly? And that's what he meant when he says karov, meaning it happens quickly, happens fast. Odilma karov lachmitz have hametz gamur lo have, which means could be means it's it's not a hundred percent full fledged hametz, meaning it's close to becoming hametz, meaning you're not going to get karet. On this item, but it'll be uh, it'll be enough chametz uh, to say that it is asur. There's different levels of chimutz, obviously. So therefore, we want to know Rabbi Yochanan when you said, let's say, orez and dochan karov lachmitz. We can learn either that it becomes chametz quicker, 
It comes Hamid quicker than the diagram Hayav even Karet. Or is it uh, that he's saying it is, uh, you know, close, or almost, uh, almost Hametz? So Kabzi Gebaran says, Tashema. Letanya, we have a Braita. Even though Rabbi Yohanan in his statement clearly said, now is just elaborating to prove from the words that Karov means it becomes Hametz very quickly, and therefore just explaining it in the elaboration what Rabbi Yohanan meant. It's not, we don't have a question. Clearly Rabbi Yohanan holds it's Karet. He says it's Karet. Gabriel is just going to explain it in elaboration. Tashema Clearly, that's what said. Clearly, That's another type of uh, plant called the keramit plant. That's also considered a grain. Add that to the list. So they have. Uh, uh, the eighth grain, according to the Quran, the five of the Mishnah, orders and Dua'an, and now Kiramit is Hayavit Hala. Because Hala is only Hayav on grains. And therefore, Yahayav. So the Gemara says, My Kiramit, what is this item called? Kiramit. Amar Abaye Shitznita. My Shitznita. What is Shitznita? Amar Papa Shitznita de Mishtakeha Bene Kalanyata. This is talking about. Uh, the Shistita plant that grows next to the Kalanyata plant. Poppy seeds. Okay. Okay, Kazakhara continues. New point. Amar Ababar Barhana. Amar Shakish. Isa. Shinilosha Biyain Vishemin Udash. Okay, new point. You have, let's say, dough that was kneaded with wine, or oil, or honey. You didn't use water. Okay, you made the dough with these items. And hayavim al karet. If this dough now became hametz, meaning it rose, you're not going to be hayav karet on such a uh, such a mixture. So the Gemara wants to analyze why. Yativ, Rapapa, Rabuna, Bered, Raviyoshua, Kamed, Ravidi, Bar Abin. So Rapapa, Ravuna, Bered, Raviyoshua was sitting in front of Ravidi, Bar Abin. Yativ, Ravidi, Bar Abin, Vikamin, Namnim. Ravidi, Bar Abin was sitting and he dozed off as the students were talking the Vretura. So here was the conversation. Ama, De Ravuna, Bered, Raviyoshua, Rapapa. My Tama, De Rishnakish. What's the reason of Rishnakish that he says? When you make the dough, with let's say oil or wine, we say it's not considered a hametz, meaning that you're not going to be hayav karet. What's the reason? <coughs> it says, because the pasuk says, lo tochal alav hametz, shivat shamim tochal alav matzot. Like we said, the Torah juxtaposes the isur of hametz to the eating of matzah. So the shtakish holds like this. This is the way that Vuna is, um, the way that Papa is explaining. Devarim shadam yotzebam yedehova 
אותו במצה, חייבים על חמוצו כרת. Only items that you be יוצאי ידי חובה in your obligation to eat matzah, those items, if they became hametz, should be chayav karet. Ho'il ve'ha, ho'il ve'en adam yotzeh ba yedeh chovato. These items over here, you're not yotzeh yedeh chovah matzah. Why? Da'av yaleh matzah ashirah. This would be called matzah ashirah. The Torah says it's rich man's matzah. Why? The Torah says you have to eat lechem oni. What is lechem oni? Poor man's bread. Poor man's bread is with water. However, this is uh, with wine and this is in the oil. So therefore, since you're not yotzei yedeh chovato bePesach, consequently you're not going to be over al chemutzo karet, right? And chemutzo karet. So that was the papa's uh, interpretation. Hey, so he's giving us a rule now. If you're not yotzei bo yedeh chovat matzah, you cannot be over al karet. So the Gemara says, "Eti veravuna bedrav Yosha al papa." So Rav Huna asked the question of Papa. Himchahu, <laughs> you took a certain baked item, for example, and you dissolved it. Himchahu, you, you crushed it up, and you put it into, a, let's say, a liquid form. We'll see what this item is. You took a food, and you dissolved it. Ugmao. And on Pesach, you drank this item now, im hametzu, if this item that you dissolved was hametz, it was a cake, let's say, you dissolved it into the liquid, so what's the deen? Anosh karet. So you're going to be hayat karet, because bottom line, eating and drinking for karet is the same thing. The im matzahu, but let's say you crushed up the matzah to a liquid, and Adam you'd say yedechovato Pesach. Meaning, drinking the matzah, you're not yotzeh. So therefore, what do you see from over here? You see a case where you're not yotzeh yedeh chovah be matzah, but you're going to be hayav karet. So therefore, give us ve'ahakadir adam yotzeh yedeh chovah to be matzah, ve'hayavim hamutzah karet. So Rabbi, what are you talking about? You're giving me your rule and telling me that no, matzah hashirah, since you're not yotzeh yedeh chovah to be matzah, there's no karet on the... Hametz. I'll show you a case over here. You take a matzah. You put it in a, uh, into a, a drink. What's the deen? You're not yotzei yedeh chovato be matzah. But do the same thing with hametz. You'll be chayav al chamutso karet. So therefore you see what? That that rule does not apply. So comes again what I'm says. Itte'ar be'ur of idi bar abin. In the interim... The rabbi woke up. He heard the, the students discussing this case. He said, little children. That's not the reason of Rishtakish. The reason is, Because these items are kneaded with fruit juice. We have a rule that says what? When you need something with fruit juice, it does not have the ability to become hametz. And therefore, go back to the other derasha that we said. What's the only items that you say you have to be matzah? Things that potentially can become hametz. When you take wine, for example, without water, and you mix it with dough. This dough, according to this gemara, it cannot become hametz. 
even though it's going to rise, even though it's going to, you're going to leave it, doesn't matter. So therefore, you're not your seed of Havatoba Pesach. Why? Not because of Matzashira. Not because you're not your, you're not, you're not your seed of Pesach. Therefore, it's in, uh, in Havokaret. Nothing to do with that. The point is because it's potentially not able to become Hametz Beperot and Mahmitzim. Now, there is exactly, or for that matter, another juice. Now, there's, there's different opinions exactly how to learn this. Someone is saying that she Rashi that when it says that Meperot and Mahmitzim, meaning you're not going to be Hayav Karet, but it can still become Hamid, so it's going to be Asur. The whole discussion is over here is I have Karet or not. That's the way that she learns. However, other Rishonim, they want to come along and say that with the Shita of Rabbeinu Tam in the Tosafot, that when you have Meperot, it does not become Habetz at all. And that, incidentally, the opinion of Shohan Aruch. <laughs> that if you take dough and you mix it with just fruit juices alone, so already could leave it for 10 hours, it cannot become Hametz. The only point that should be said is that they agree, these Dishonim, that if you put a drop of water even, mixed with the fruit juice, now it becomes Hametz faster than regular water alone. Meaning regular water, let's say you have 18 minutes before it can become Hametz. When you put even a drop of water mixed with the fruit juice, it can become Hametz immediately. So therefore it has the extremes. Total fruit juice, according to Aruk, never hametz. Fruit juice with a drop of water, hametz. I mean, that's why uh, we have uh, very, very strict uh, rules of gaber and making things with fruit juice. You need a, a very good hashkaha to make sure that the uh, the uh, there's no water that gets mixed up in the uh, in these, the subject. Okay. Now the Gemara goes further to explain the Mishnah. Yotzei b'demayu maaser. Good. We said in the Mishnah you can use wheat of demay and uh, of Maaser Sheni, or Maaser Rishot Shnei Tatrumato. So the Gemara says, Demai, how could you eat Demai for Matzah? Ha lo hazid. I mean, you're not allowed to eat it. If you're not allowed to eat it, it's a problem. That she says, Ba'aminan nekaman tap lashi, Mi she isuro meshum bal tochal hametz lebado, Ata yotzeba leshum matzah. Yatsa mi she yeshto isur aher. She tells us a very important thing. I said the Gemara is going to tell us later on. What type of items are you yotzeyedem matzah? Items that if they would become hametz, you would be over on what? Lotuchal hametz. Mashiach in this item, if demai would become hametz, you're not only over on lotuchal hametz, you're going to be over on eating demai. So therefore such an item you cannot use for matzah. The only matzah that's kasher is if it becomes hametz. The only thing you're going to be over is not to hametz. But if there's an additional isur besides the not to hametz, such an item cannot be used for matzah. And therefore, in this case over here, this is demai. Let's say it was wheat. So you made matzah out of it. Good. Let's say this demai became hametz. What are you over? Not to hametz. What else are you going to be over? Eating demai. Oh, so later on, the Gemara is going to say that if, if there's something else besides hametz that you're going to be over, you're not yotzei. So the Gemara is asking a question. How then could you say that demai is kasher for matzah? Or we can explain very simply. We have a rule that says mitzvah ba'aba avera. How could you do a mitzvah of eating matzah through an avera of eating something that is not permissible to eat? 
Those are the two explanations in Rashi. So the Gemara says, "Yotze bedemai u'maser." Bedemai halo hazile. The Gemara says, "No kevan di ibaim mifkar lenichse." If a person he has the potential to make all his property ownerless, hifkir have ani. So now he becomes a poor man. Ve'ochel demai, and an ani is able to eat demai. So to now, even though he doesn't make his nechasim, uh, his assets hefker, he can potentially eat the demai, which means the rabbis will say demai. But since rov ame'aris do take ma'aser, the rabbis will lean in for an ani to eat demai. Since every person has the ability to become a ani, so technically he would be able to eat the demai. Now the what about we ate it? He ate the demai for matzah. But the Avad can say, since potentially you could have become an ani and therefore become worthy to eat the demai, so therefore it's okay to eat it with the Avad. Now, the Tnan, Machilin, Tanahim, demai. When it comes to the Anihim, you can even give it to them, like Tahila. You could feed them demai, ve'et achsanya demai. Achsanya, the Jewish soldiers that come and stay in a person's <coughs> home. They, the king used to make them you know, have lodging in homes. But you have to feed these people. So the hakamim said, we're not going to matir. You have to feed them, uh, you know, food, uh, regular food. You could even give them demai because these guys are considered aniim because they're going from house to house and lodging. Says, no, you cannot give anhim demai, nor can you give the aksanya demai. says it is permissible. So therefore, uh, the rabbis uh, will tell you that what so to a guy that uses, let's say, demai for uh, his uh, matzah. He could be your sickness. Potentially, he is able to make himself an ani. <coughs> right, by making his property hefker. Correct, bidiyavad. Only bidiyavad. Next case, ma'asir ishon shirtatru mato. You have ma'asir ishon, that's the levi. He gave the terumat to the koemi, terumat ma'asir. So the Gibran says, Peshita. What do you mean? Of course, why can't I use this for matzah? It's obvious. Once he gave the terumah, it's cholin, it's regular food now. Why, 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 why should I think you can use it for matzah? I'm talking about a levi, he's a wise guy. The law says that what? <coughs> the owner has to give terumah. That's the Kohen. When does he have to give terumah? Once it's cut, it's put into a pile, now he has to give terumah. This Levi over here, he went to the field and took his ma'asir shown when they were still in stalks. Meaning the hayuv of terumah did not hit. Why did the Levi do that? Because he gets more, he gets a bigger percentage. He gets 2% more. Right? He doesn't want to wait till it comes in the coin got 2%. He wants to get it at the earlier stage. So what happened? He went and took his ma'asir shown at the stalks. And he gave the Kohen Terumat Ma'asir, which is obligated. But he did not give the Kohen Terumat Gedolah from that. He didn't give 2%. Ukht Rabbi Abu, like Rabbi Abu taught, the Amar Rabbi Abu, Amar Rabbi Shom Elakish, Ma'asir Rishon, Shikdimo B'Shibodim, Patur Mitruma Gedolah. That really Rabbi Abu taught, the Levi preempted and took it in the Shibodim, he does not have to give 
meaning the regular two percent to the kohen. Shnei emar varemotem mimenu terumat Hashem maaser mina maaser. The Torah says the Levi will separate maaser mina maaser. So the Rebbe who makes a diuk maaser mina maaser. Amarti necha velot terumat gedolav terumat maaser mina maaser. Torah says you only have to separate one item maaser mina maaser, not maaser mina maaser and terumat gedolav. So therefore, that's the Hadush of the case. The Hadush of the case is what. <coughs> The case is that the Levi gave Terumat Maaser, but he didn't give Terumat Gedola. And the Hadush is what? Kasher. Why? Like Rav Because since he took it at a time where there was no Ayub of Terumat, he did not have to give it. So, Amalir Papala Bayer, Papala Bayer, Elamirata, Afilu Igdimo Bikri, Nameliftar. So, uh, if you're coming and telling me that the Levi only has to give one item, he only gives ma'asim and ma'asim, and not two items. So even if he took it, let's say, after it was in a pile with the of Tirumah, is there, bottom line, it says the Levi only has to give one item. So why are you making a difference between when he took it in Shibbalim or he took it in the Kri? Amar leh. So uh, he answers him back. Abayi answers back. Alecha amar kira. For people like you, the Torah to say a specific pasuk, Mikol matenotechem tarimu et kol terumat Hashem. The Torah says that Levi has to take all the terumot, meaning you have to take terumat ma'asir and terumat gedola. So the Rapa passes, Umara Ita. What did you see fit to learn now each pasuk like you? Know, you have one pasuk that says he only gives ma'asim and ma'asir. You have another pasuk that says he gives everything. So you decided to say that in the Shibbolim stage, only terumat ma'asir. In the Miruachri stage, he's got to give both. Maybe it's the opposite. Maraita, because you have two pasukim, who told you to interpret them like you interpreted them? Maybe I'll tell you the exact opposite. Maybe Miruachri, you only give terumat ma'asir. And in Shibbolim, you give both. So his answer is, Hai idgan, vai lo idgan. Very simple. When does the Torah say you have the Hayyuva giving Tirumah? When it's Dagan. When is something considered Dagan? After it's cut and after it's put into a pile. So it only makes sense. When it's Dagan, it's Rashid Dagan Echa. When is it Dagan? In the pile. Therefore, the ladies will be high to give Tirumah Ma'asir plus Tirumah Gedolah. Hai lo idgan, when it's in Shibbolim. In the stock, it's not considered Dagan yet. It's not grain. Therefore, he's not going to be high have to give to the Magad. So that's the Hadush of the Mishnah. That what? The Levi took the Ma'as, uh, took Ma'asir Rishon. He gave to the to the Kohen. But he did not give to the Gedola. And the Hadush is Kasher for Matzah. Because he's not obligated to give to the Gedola. Why? Because he took it at the Shibbolim stage where it's not considered Dagan. Kabzi Kamara continues. You took Masishini, you redeemed it. Hegdesh, you redeemed it. Peshita, of course, what do you mean? If you redeemed it, it's considered Cholin. Do whatever you want with it. Well, of course, you can use it for Matzah. Now, whenever you make redemption, you have to redeem it, principal, plus you have to add 20%. We're talking about a guy over here, he redeemed it, but he didn't redeem it the right way. He forgot to add a Chomish. So the Hadush is, the Hadush is what? That the homish does not uh, uh, interfere with the process, meaning it's still considered a pidyon. You did wrong, but it doesn't ruin the pidyon. Therefore, you could use it for matzah. That kohanim bechala betruma. Kohanim can use what? Chala for their 
matzah. And for that matter, they can also use terumah for their matzah. Peshita. Why not? Of course. Maybe when the Torah says matzah, it's got to be matzah that can be eaten by everybody. And since this matzah can only be eaten by Kwani, maybe it's not considered good. Since the Torah writes the word matzot many times in the Torah, it's coming to include all sorts of matzot. Even matzot that are only fit for Kwanim are not fit for others. Good. Tebel, which is you didn't take to know what Mahasrot, for sure, as soon as Torah, you cannot eat it. So Gabriel says, Peshita, of course. Now we're talking about where this is table only midrabanan. Let's say you have a flower pot. It's nakuf. There's no hole on the bottom. So it's getting all the sustenance from the flower pot itself. These items are patur from Tirumot and Masrot. The rabbis came along and said you have to give Tiruma and Masir on these items as well. But therefore, if you don't give, it's only considered table midrabanan. It's not considered table, it's only hayuf. And then what the Hidush the Gemara says, Velo betebel, even if it's only tebel de Rabbanan, still you cannot use it for Yechayuv of Matzami. The wheat grew in a flower pot without a hole on it, still it's going to be considered tebel de Rabbanan, therefore you cannot use it for Matzah. Velo betebel, even if it's only tebel de Now we're giving the, 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 the other side as well now. The Levi got his Maasir Rishon. He did not give to the Mat Maasir. Uh, if you didn't give Turumat Maser, it's, it's Tebel. You didn't, you didn't give the entitlements. Give us Pshita. It says, Lord Sericha Shikdimo Bikri. Now, we're talking about over here, what? Where the Levi went, and he took the, um, he took the uh, grain at the Kri, when it was in piles. Mao de Tema Kedika Adama Lira Papala Baye. I would have thought that what? The have, I mean, what the papa said. Remember the papa said, the papa said, not a ita. The papa said, maybe it's the opposite. Maybe when you have that's when you don't have to give to Magidola. So I'll tell you the case is talking about the Levi went to the Kri, took his Maaser Ishon, he gave Tirumat Maaser to the Kohen, but he didn't give Tirumat Gedola. I would have thought that since La Papa Rahab, I mean it to say, maybe even at, at the Miru Hakli stage, he doesn't have to give Turumah Gedulah. And if I would say, maybe it's considered Kasher, Kamashmalan, Kedeshani Le. Kamashmalan, the Mishnah, no. Like Abaye's answer. What was Abaye's answer? No, at this stage of it, it's Dagan already. Therefore, if the Levi does not give the Turumah Gedulah to the Kohen, this is considered Tebel. Therefore, you're not going to be Yotzeh. Yedehovah, Bimatzah. Next, Velo Bimatzah, Shri Bekdesh, don't let do. You cannot use Maser Sheni or Hekdesh that was not redeemed. Peshita, of course. It's Kodesh. How can you eat it? Maser Sheni cannot eat outside Yerushalayim. How can you use it for Matzot? Le'olam de Nifdu. Really, it's talking about where it was redeemed. Umay lo Nifdu. You didn't redeem it according to the Halakha. Maser Sheni shepedo al gabe asimon. Let's say you... You redeem the Maasir Sheni on a slug. The Rahmana Amar, because the Torah says, Vetsarta Kesef. You have to take the money. What do we learn from the word Vetsarta? Bavar Tsura. You can only make Pedion Maasir Sheni on a picturesque coin. And therefore, Vetsarta has that Tsura. You did it on a slug. I made Pedion, but this Pedion is illegal. Therefore, it's like it's a Pedion. Therefore, Maasir Sheni, in this case, you will not be able to use it for. Matzah. Vekdesh, shechalelo al gabe karka. 
the Egdesh, let's say you had Egdesh, something was consecrated, mm-hmm. you transferred the Kiddushah to property, to real estate. No good. That the only way to make a pigeon on Egdesh is what? Through Kesef. And therefore the redeemed redemption, you did a redemption, but you didn't do a legal redemption. Therefore the Kodesh is still Kodesh. Therefore you cannot use it for Matzah. Why? Because you're eating something that is Isur. And therefore you cannot eat something that is Isur. Or like we said, the Torah says that only items that if they become hametz, the only item you're going to be over is what? Not to have hametz. But this item, if it becomes hametz, you're going to be over on two things. You're going to be over on hametz plus eating ma'asir shini or hegdesh shelo nifdu. Abzikmanan continues. Tanah Rabbanan. We have a b'raita. Yachol, do you think Yotzei Adam Yedei Chovato Betebel Shelon Nitkan Would you think that you could be Yotzei Yedei Chovah on Pesah with Matzah on Tebel Shelon Nitkan that was not was not fixed was not taken to remote the Masrot so the Gebrahs what are you talking about Kol Tebel Nameh Alon Nitkan that's what table is. Table is not it can. You didn't take to the one. What's the question? Mishnah said, "You're not going to say betebel." So ela betebel shelon nitkan kol tzorko. We're talking about where you gave certain things and you didn't give other things. Lo nitkan kol tzorko shenitlam imenu teruma gedola. You gave the two percent to the kohen. Velo nitlam imenu terumat maaser. But the terumat maaser was not given. Meaning the levies. 10% was not given to the Kohen. Or let's say, Ma'asir Rishon was given. Ma'asir Rishon was given to the Levi. Velo, Ma'asir Sheni. But you didn't take Ma'asir Sheni. Ve'afilu Ma'asir Ani. Or let's say you gave all the entitlements, but you didn't take Ma'asir Ani. In the third and sixth year of Shemitah, there's no Ma'asir Sheni. There's a special Ma'asir that's called Ma'asir Ani. You have to take an additional 10%. You have to give it to the poor people. So the Gemara wants to know. You have Matzal at Stabil. Shalom at Khan, Kol Tzorko. What's the deen? So the Gemara says, Minayin, how do you know that you're not going to be Yotzeh in such Matzah? Tamud Omar, Lo tochal alav hametz. And then the end of the Pasuk says, Shavat Shamim tochal alav matzot. Mish isuro mishum bal tochal alav hametz. The only type of Matzah you Yotzeh is if it becomes hametz, the only thing you're going to be over is what? לא תוכל חמץ יצא זה שאין איסור משום בל תוכל חמץ אלא משום בל תוכל תבל which is here the איסור is not חמץ the איסור is going to be don't eat תבל and therefore you're over you're only over you're only יוצא מצא that the איסור if you let it become חמץ it's going to be חמץ here the איסור is not חמץ the איסור is going to be what? Tebel. Therefore, you're not Yotzeh. The Gebrahs gets the obvious question. It's also Hametz. The Gebrahs must know that the Isur is only Tebel. Well, what happened to the Hametz? If anything, it's going to be two Isurim. And that's the Gebrahs tomorrow is going to explain exactly what happened to the Hametz. But basically, the point is, since Tebel is Asur, therefore, you cannot use it for the Yedechona uh, of Matzah. Baruch Adonai Le'olam. Amen. Ve'amen.